So uh, I was in some conversations, and in the midst of these conversations, these people kind of had the same phrase. They would like be using this phrase over and over again, and I was just really intrigued. They kept saying, I am such a Martha. I am such a Martha. And, you know, they were saying it in this, like, really, like, negative tone, right? Like, I'm so horrible. I'm such a Martha. As if being Martha is bad. As if being Martha is actually a bad thing. It's so funny. Um, we can hear this gospel, and we immediately kind of put Mary and Martha up kind of in comparison. We're like, Mary is the good sister. Martha's the bad one. That is so not what's going on. I mean, okay, let's put this in context. So you have Jesus. He's got 12 of his disciples. I mean, they're traveling. They're walking long distances. They're going to get tired. They're going to get hungry. They're going to need maybe bathe, wash around a little bit, you know, clean up. And they're going to need places to rest. So imagine here's Martha, just kind of going throughout her day, and she gets a knock at the door. And here's Jesus and 12 men. Now, um, there's no cell phones back then, so it's not like Jesus would be like, hey, Martha, uh, there's me and 12 other guys. We're going to be coming down in about one hour. Can you make sure that you have all food for us? Make sure we can rest and relax. You know, I want to give you a heads up. Uh, no, that's not happening. Martha all of a sudden opens the door, and here are 13 men. Here's Jesus, the Lord of glory, and his disciples, and she's like, oh, why, you know, come on in. Don't worry about it. I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm going to completely cook. I'm going to clean. I'm going to take care of you. I want you to rest. Come on in. And she just completely stops whatever she's doing. I mean, the Lord interrupts her day completely. No complaint. Just no. She welcomed them into her home. Thirteen men. Probably tired. Probably hungry. Maybe smelly. Come on in. Don't even worry about it. You know what? I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to cook clean. I'm going to take care of you. You rest. I mean, okay. There is nothing bad about serving and welcoming and being hospitable to the Lord Jesus and his disciples. That was amazing. That was so beautiful what Martha did. So we can never say, oh, well, Mary's the good sister and Martha's the bad sister. Martha served the Lord in such a beautiful way in this hospitality of welcoming him. Now, when you hear the Lord, when she actually comes and she kind of has this reality of, I need some help cooking, cleaning, taking care of you. Jesus says that Mary has chosen the better part, right? So here's the thing, the better part. You're both doing really good things, but Mary's chosen what is best, what is better in the midst of what is good, right? So again, Martha was doing something good. But Mary chose what's best. Now, let me explain the reason why. Because Mary here has chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus and to listen to his words. So, in heaven, there's not going to be, uh, you know, like checklists, to-do lists, these responsibilities of every single day life that we got to do, waking up at a certain time, going to work at a certain time, taking care of the kids, I got this checklist, I got this to do, I go to the store, I got this. There is no checklists in heaven, okay? And thanks be to God, right? 
What there is, is this ability to be able to enter fully and deeply in the presence of the Lord, to enter into his peace and his goodness and his love without distraction, without disruption, to live eternally at the feet of Jesus, one with his presence. What Mary was doing, she was experiencing and living in that which will never pass away. In what is eternal, the heavenly reality. While Martha, serving absolutely in this beautiful and amazing way, that's going to pass away one day. The ability to serve in the way Martha was will pass away. And so what she was doing was good, but the reason why this is the better part is this is eternal. This will last into eternity. This all will pass away. This ability to love and to serve and to have these checklists, so to speak, and these responsibilities to move and to love and be a light will not be here forever. In heaven, it will change. And so the reason why it's the better part is it's the part that's eternal. It's the part that will never pass away. A relationship with Jesus. The gift of entering into deep union, prayer, silence, his peace, his love to move and to guide every single part of our lives. This is what's eternal. It'll never pass away. That's why it's better. Because it'll never pass away. This will pass away, but this won't, which is why it's the better part. Not that this is what's good and what Martha did was bad. No. There's a particular order This world, my brothers and sisters, is passing away, and we, by God's goodness, will enter in that which is eternal. And it's so crazy what Jesus Christ has done. Listen, Jesus Christ flipped the whole script. He allowed us to actually enter into relationship. He allowed heaven to be possible here on earth, where we can actually enter into this time of prayer, silence, God's presence, receive his love, actually listen to the words of Jesus not only through our own time of listening and prayer, but through his word, sitting at the feet of Jesus in the gift of the church, the reality of the Eucharist, of literally sitting at the feet of Jesus. We actually right now, whether you realize it or not, are sitting at the feet of Jesus. And God has asked me as his priest to open up his word that you just heard for you so that his word can move to transform, to guide your lives. Now, we're not in heaven yet, completely, though we have access to it through Jesus Christ here on earth, but we're not there yet, right? So here's the thing. We can't stay here. If you've ever experienced deep peace in the midst of prayer, or you've just experienced right, the Lord's love in a beautiful way, you don't really want to leave. It's just this peace and this goodness. I remember when I was in seminary, we were really blessed we'd be able to have you know, we'd start our day with a holy hour. We'd be in front of the blessed sacrament, our Lord Jesus Christ and the gift of the Eucharist, for at least one hour before we did anything else, before we went about our day, right? We consecrated the first fruits of our day to Jesus. And it was always a struggle for me because I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go do what I had to do. I wanted to just stay there. And I always found myself the last person to leave the chapel, because again, I just didn't want to leave. And I remember, as I was leaving the chapel, I was actually struggling, and I was talking to the Lord, and I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go do this, 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 and this. I just want to stay here. 
And I remember I opened the door and I'm about ready to leave and I just turn and I'm like, I don't want to go. And I remember I heard the Lord so sweetly just say to me, well then take me with you. It never occurred to me that I can actually take this place of this place of silence, this place of encounter, this beautiful ability to listen to the word of God in my own personal prayer, and then I can take him with me in my day-to-day. That whatever I'm doing, I can actually bring the Lord with me in the midst of serving and loving, in the midst of being able to find Jesus in every single thing because he's with me. My brothers and sisters, we are called to be the light of the world. We are called to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in the midst of the world that badly needs him. For there is no other name but the name of Jesus that we shall be saved. And we have been given the grace and the gift to be called his sons and daughters, to be called Christians, to proclaim, to love, and to manifest his goodness and love to the entire world. And I'll tell you right now, if our day is not first given over to the Lord in this time of prayer, then we're not going to be able to go out and to serve and to love our brothers and sisters. We won't be able to be a light unless we first receive the light. Which is why, my brothers and sisters, the life of Mary is, so, is the reality. We have to have that a part of our lives. Our daily life, whatever it may be, we have to make sure that we are setting aside time to sit at the feet of Jesus and not just sit at his feet in the midst of prayer, time of silence, but then to take the Lord with us. Because here's the thing, we're going to have to get up. We're going to have to get up from this reality of at the feet of Jesus, and we have responsibilities. Our lives are different. Our responsibilities are different, but we can't stay here. You may have families. You may have jobs. You have made certain responsibilities that you've said yes to, that you've said yes to the Lord to serve him in a particular way, and you've got to move. And you know what? At times, your life is going to get really busy. At times, you're going to get overwhelmed. You may have a checklist, and you look at this checklist, and it absolutely frightens you. And you don't want to do what you want to do. You don't want to have to take care of this and this, and it's really difficult. And there will be times, listen, we are human. You will get tired. You will get angry. You will get, uh, you're going to get hungry. You're going to get overwhelmed. You might have anxiety. Welcome to the reality of the human life. It's a human condition. We all will experience it. We're going to find ourselves in this place where we're overwhelmed. It's a part of the reality. I remember another time in seminary, so it's really funny. There are all these things that actually happen. You don't realize what's going on until after the fact. And I didn't realize that all the professors were basically giving you way more homework than you could physically do. They'll give you like 12 hours of homework. Like if you actually calculated it, it'd take 12 hours to actually finish. It's like, hey, can you read 100 pages by tomorrow? Like what? Like I'm not joking. And that's one of your six classes, right? And I would try. I would try, and I would try, and I would get angry, I'd get frustrated, I'd get upset, I'd sit at my desk, and I just remember one day, I was so upset, I was really frustrated, I was super overwhelmed. I was kind of crying out to the Lord, and I kind of threw my pen, dang it. And I heard the Lord kind of interrupted my, my, my own, like, frustrated, my own, like, kind of tantrum, and he said, why don't you just shut the book and sit at my feet? Oh. Okay. So I shut the book. And I went and sit back at the Lord. And actually received his peace and his love. And then I went back to go do what I had to do. My brothers and sisters, there's a reality that we need to learn. One, to be able to sit in the presence of the Lord every single day to give him the first fruits. 
whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it might be, just listen at the feet of Jesus. And then we have to take our Lord Jesus with us in every single moment. And there will be times when you will be overwhelmed. But then, from that fruit of the prayer, you'll be able to take a step back and stop what you're doing. Take a step back and just take maybe a minute with the Lord Jesus. And sit at his feet again to invite the Lord, because he's with you. The Lord is with you. You may have spent 20 minutes in adoration for the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, but that does not mean that his presence has left you as you, as you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. That prayer, he comes with you. Stop what you're doing. You may be at work. Take a break. Put the, you know, just take the phone. Put it off the hook. No, I got no calls now. Take two minutes. Enter into prayer. Give the Lord that reality. Invite him in. Sit at his feet. Listen to his love. You know, it's so funny. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed because the Lord wants that to actually happen. Why? So that we can literally get brought to our knees and he can tell us, can you just not do this? Maybe there are things in your life that you need to let go of. And the Lord may allow you to get overwhelmed so it brings you to your knees so you can listen to him say, will you just let that go? That's not for yours to carry. Or you know what? I want this for you and I'm with you. I'm going to take care of you. You will not know if it's too much for you, if you don't take a moment to sit back at the feet of Jesus, especially in the moment, take that time, whether that's five minutes, one minute, 30 seconds, maybe more if you can, sit at the feet of Jesus and then go back into what you were just doing. And you will go back in with a greater peace. You won't forget the fact that the Lord is with you. You won't forget the fact that his love, his peace, his strength, is guiding is with you, that with him all things are possible, that you're able to move in the midst of the responsibilities you have in the day and you can still be a light. My brothers and sisters, it starts here. It starts with us being able to make sure that we are allowing Jesus to have those first fruits of our day. And that will look different for everybody else. You may have a very busy morning and maybe the first times of silence in your day are on your 25-minute drive to work. Do not put on the radio. That's your beautiful time of time to enter into prayer with the Lord, to pray a rosary, to buy mercy chaplet, to listen to scripture, to invite the Lord and talk to the Lord about your day, to invite his presence in that moment. It may be you have that time in the morning where you can do that, or you can get up earlier, go to an adoration chapel, or wake up earlier with a cup of coffee because it's hard. We need, you know, energy and pray and read scripture. There's many things. You may have newborns and it's crazy. It's two in the morning. They're waking you up. You know what? Your prayer just might be holding them in the rocking chair and just being like, Jesus, 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 right? Amen, right? That's, that's where you have to pray. But you're giving, the, you're inviting the Lord into your day, into your moments, whether that's, you know, right in the beginning, throughout the day. So again, our brothers and sisters, it's not about like, I need to be like Mary, I need to be like Martha. We need to be like both of them. We need to be Mary and Martha. We need to be Mary and Martha. We need to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus, take our Lord Jesus with us throughout the responsibilities in our day, and we got to go love. We got to go love those around us. We have to serve the Lord and our brothers and sisters, and you will get overwhelmed. Welcome to the reality of the human life. And when you get overwhelmed, let it bring you to your knees. Take a moment, step back and sit at the feet of Jesus again, and then go back into it. That's what you have to do. We got to go from Mary to Martha, Mary to Martha. 
It's a beautiful gift that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ, to be his disciples, to have access to him in the midst of prayer, and then in that prayer to go out and serve our brothers and sisters. But if we don't allow the gift of our life of prayer to order the gift of our service, it's always going to get messed up, just how it is. And so whenever you think of Martha, you may be that person that says, I'm such a Martha. You can say it, but don't say it negatively anymore because she's pretty dang amazing. It's pretty amazing to be a Martha. I'm telling you right now, anyone here who has hospitality and has served a dinner or prepared unexpectedly things, you know probably how hard that was. And yet with loving arms, she accepted the Lord Jesus and the gift of his apostles, just breaking up and interrupting her day. What a gift to serve. How beautiful. So it's a beautiful gift to be Martha. Amen. Not, oh, I'm such a Martha. No, I am such a Martha. I love serving the Lord and my brothers and sisters. But man, I need to learn from my sister Mary too. Mm. And then Mary's like, man, I need to learn from my sister Martha as well. Because I love being here, Lord. But man, I want people to experience this love too. I got to go out and serve. Mary and Martha. Not one. Not what's a good sister, bad sister. They're both amazing. Mary and Martha. That's the gift that we have in Jesus Christ to consecrate our life to our Lord Jesus, to let Jesus transform our lives, to go out and to serve our brothers and sisters, and then to go back to sit at the feet of Jesus and go back out to love with him, in him, and through him in all things. Mary and Martha. Here until eternity, we can just be Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus for all of eternal life. Amen.